This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. A little late on the queue there for your old boy here. Uh, welcome to Everybody Takes Podcast. I am your host, Brian Petrie. I was getting my papers in order here. We got a lot to talk about. <clears throat> we got a lot to discuss. It's uh, it's almost noon on a Tuesday. I am home from work. My beautiful wife is home. She made me breakfast, brunch, dinner, whatever you want to call it. I call it lunch, but you know we can call it brunch if you want to be an asshole. Uh, amazing. So I'm working on a full belly little bit of caffeine in me. Hopefully, it's a good show. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to record on this Tuesday. Put this out. I got two coming this week. This one, and then we'll do the pick them for uh, September, what is it, 14th, right? Yeah? Hey? Hey, mate? Welcome to MMA Takes Podcast. Man, I tell you, what a weekend. I had, you know, I'm going to Disney World in like two weeks, right? We leave a week from this Sunday, so a little, little under two weeks. That's going to kill me, right? That's going to be, I mean, we're there for a week. I'm going with the in-laws. It's going to be awesome because it's good. You know, my, my wife's been there. I've never been. Disney World. I, I keep calling it land. She's ready to stab me in the fucking throat. Disney World in Orlando. Uh, never been. 5 a.m. flight Sunday. So not excited about that. The little one's going. Obviously, we're doing this with a little one. So that's going to be a week of walking and sitting in Orlando heat and a state I don't love. I don't love the state of Florida. Um, you know, I mean, literally just type in Florida, man, and a billion articles will pop up. There's some weirdos that live there. I know my guy Devin's from Florida, but he lives in the great Northwest. So God love him. But uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the state of Florida. I've never been to Orlando. I've been to several parts of Florida, but never Orlando. So I'm looking forward to it, but I, I, I predict about Wednesday. I'm going to be like, okay, I've seen fucking Woody. I've seen Buzz a billion times. I've eaten all the fuck. I mean, the food's going to be great, right? I've eaten all the food I can eat. You know, I'm checked out. But, you know, we still got Thursday and Friday to go. We're leaving Saturday. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But what, point being, I did nothing this weekend. I didn't move. Didn't move. I woke up Saturday morning. Right. Started what, you know, start prepping. For, I mean, I woke up at like what, nine, eight, probably eight. Maybe is when the, when, when the little one got me up about eight o'clock. So two hours away from prelims, two hours away from Don Madge time. And then, uh, I mean, just did nothing Saturday. Watch college football all Saturday night. Woke up Sunday. My Bengals were playing at four. So I had to watch the one o'clock game and then just literally football all day. And then I went to work on Monday. So here we are. It was awesome. I didn't change my clothes. I didn't hardly left the couch. Whew. Great weekend. Great weekend of just doing nothing because I know in about a week I'm going to need to save all my energy for Disney World. And I'm going to fucking, that's what I'm going to do. Um, great fights, though, on Saturday. We'll recap it all. I got a lot. I was going to record right after the fights on Saturday, but things got in the way, you know, couldn't couldn't really hop on. Um and then Sunday, obviously, I was I was consumed by football. I'm, a, I'm a, you know my Bengals lost, which is a huge blow to me. But I'm a huge football guy, so um, I, you know I was I was entertained by that. And then yesterday, I had to watch the baby all day, so I couldn't record now. So now it's Tuesday, so now you got me. So here we are. And I'm excited to talk to you guys. Um, first things first, went down, you know, went down to the casino, the sports book that's right down the street from me. I've uh, been there a million times, right? I've been, I, 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 my family used to, they used to have a really good buffet there. It used to be called Argosy Casino and it used to be a boat. 
and you'd have to literally take you on the boat for like two hours and you, and you would come back and get off the boat. And that's like how they gambled. Well, um, they obviously stopped doing the boat thing and it's now Hollywood casino. But, uh, we used to go down there like all the time when I was a kid for the buffet, we go there on Easter, we go there on fucking Thanksgiving. Nobody in my family wanted to cook. So we would just go to this buffet and it was actually really good. I seen guys coming off that fucking boat asleep at this bar that we went to that is now the sports book at the little tables they have with a cigarette like in their hand they're dead asleep in this chair with the ash as long as you know their fucking arm just dead asleep because he was gambling all night drunk pissed drunk so me and my buddy went down there uh friend of the podcast steve shout out steve um we went down there and you know it, it it's what it was you know it, it's the name of the sports book 99 hops and right or it was a bar Right below that was says now sports book. Um, this guy used about 13 checks or ID. He's questioning me about my, I mean, I look younger than, than what I am. I mean, what's your middle name? When, when, when you, when you born, how old are you? You know, I know he's doing his job, but Hey, pip squeak, beat it. Um, and then you walk in and there's two little kiosks where you can do it digitally. You put cash in, do it digitally, which is pretty cool. We walk down in the back of the bar. There's all these booths and all these TVs. And they didn't have a big ticker. They had a couple TVs with the ticker on it. I like having a big ticker. I know I'm, I think everything should be Vegas, but it's not. Um, but you know, it was, it was what it was, right? It, w- it was pretty cool. Like we sat at this, uh, I just knocked my headphones off my head. We sat at this, uh, this little booth that was super comfortable. We went over the lines. He was betting like NFL as well. And I was just concentrating on the fights and, uh, but they don't serve food there. You had to go sit somewhere else to get food, which I don't love. I get it. Cause if you're gambling, you, the waitress might not, you know, they might not have enough waitresses. That could just be a thing right now. If it gets bigger, yada, yada. I do want to uh, go check out the FanDuel one that opened. That's about an hour away. That opened up on Monday. Um, I'm planning a trip there with, with, with a couple pals, um, you know, uh, just maybe like sit there all Saturday and just fucking gamble like on college, which, you know, I don't know much about college football, Obviously, we'll go when there's a UFC that night. Um, that sounds like a fucking good time. So hopefully, we'll get that together. And FanDuel, the one in Jersey, looks awesome. So <clears throat> I'm really excited about going on there. But for overall, Hollywood Casino, 99 Hops, you're going to be seeing me a lot, right? I got I haven't cashed my ticket yet. Um, and uh, But no, I'm, a, I'm not a parlay guy anymore, right? Fuck parlays. I'm a straight rager. I, I've heard John Anik talk about he's not a parlay guy. He's a straight rager guy. And I'm now John Anik. I'm a straight wager guy. I've hit big on parlays, but when you miss a parlay, it fucking, oh my God, it eats you up. And uh, so I went in there, had a bunch of cash, cash only, like how that place rolls. And I go, well, I know this is going to Don Madge. That was my first bet, right? Put money on Don Madge. He was up. I got him at a minus 177 favorite. Cash that ticket. The other straight wager I did, I was very, we'll get into all the, we'll get into all the fight picks here in a minute. I'm just going over the gambling. Straight wager, Diego Ferrara, plus 235 underdog, which I got him at plus 235. Very confident in that fight. That was an underdog pick. I got him. So I've already made my money, right? I've already won money on those two bets alone, right? Those won. But I'm getting down there and I have some cash left over. And like I said, you could put like 10 bucks on a parlay and you could fucking, you can crack. You can fucking make some decent cash. So I go, you know what? I'm just going to go whoever I think is going to win. So I went. Even favorite, I'm not even looking at the lines. I'm looking at who's going to win, who I predicted to win. So I went Khabib, Curtis Blades, Islam. I want to say the Ottoman guy who who had that crazy knockout. And then 
my biggest mistake was Jojua, who lost the split decision. She looked all excuse me. I think she got stopped by Samurai. She looked awful. Um, terrible, right? Seven and two. I should have I should have stopped while I was ahead, right? That wasn't too big of a one. I went, okay, you know, that was 10 bucks. So I had 20 bucks left, $20 left of all the cash I brought. And I was like, well, I'm, you know, fuck it. I'm down here. I'm going to have some fun. Let's do another parlay. So I was very confident in Farrar. I had two underdogs that I really liked um, that I was questioning. Was Sato and, and Farrar. I went, I went Farrar because he's plus 235. Sato was pretty high as well. Then I put Andrew Lee and Barboza. That parlay would have paid out handsomely. Right for a twenty dollar parlay, three fight parlay. Andrew Lee lost a split decision. We'll get into that fight. Edson Barboza lost. Uh, I think he lost a split decision as well. We'll get into that fight. So I love it. You know, I love gambling and I hate gambling. I, I do have two kit, uh, two tickets to go cash. I'm going to cash them on Friday. Go there after work, and then um, and then I'll uh, place my bets for Saturday. If you want to place your bets, listen to this podcast, and because uh, we're on fire, boys, we're on. Bye. All right. So let's get into it. I'm going to recap UFC 242. This, a lot of the show is going to be all about 242. It's such a jam packed thing. A lot of the stories that came after 242 as well. Brian Ortega sent some tweets out there. I watched Ariel's show yesterday. There's some, there's a lot to talk about guys, not a shortage of stuff to talk about, but if you were curious of who won between Devin and I, Devin had a nice little streak there where he beat me three and oh, he was three up on me. And then I've won. I won the last one. I think I, I think I won. Yeah, no, I won the last one handsomely. I think I've only won one. So it was three and one going into this one. I beat him by one point. I got in his head. I got in his head. I beat him by one point. There was a swing fight with the draw. We both split on that. So that helped us a little bit there. Because if I would have won that, I would have got, I mean, Laurel Murphy was a plus 375 favorite. So I would have got three points for that one. Or excuse me, underdog. And uh, yeah, I edged him out four to three. So your boy won another week. Sorry, Devin. Uh, I got you. I got you on that one, pal. We'll go over the breakdown now. Now, we'll, we're going to start with Khabib and Dustin. Usually, I go bottom up. We're going to go Khabib, Khabib Dustin because I have so much on that fight, and then we'll go. We'll work the bottom up, right? Should we do that? Is that going to mix you? I got, no, you know, we're going to go from bottom up then. Fuck it. I don't want to confuse you. I got a lot to say about the first fight, too. My guy, Don Madge, fought, okay? God damn it. It's, I have it written down here. Defend Don Madge. I'm going to defend my guy, okay? Listen, when you're one of my guys, you're going to get undying loyalty for me. You're also going to get honesty, right? I'm not a bullshitter. I tweeted out, wasn't his best fight, wasn't, um, you know, the most exciting fight, obviously, but he, and this is God's honest truth. He fought smart, right? I didn't know he broke his knuckle in the first round. That's obviously came out afterwards. He also said afterwards he was having a problem breathing because how fucking hot it was in there. It was like 120 something degrees in there, which is hard for anybody. But, you know, he went from a short, stocky Russian who likes to grapple and is, is, very, is shorter, stockier, and likes to grapple to a taller kickboxer who probably isn't the best on the ground. When Don did get the fight to the ground, he looked dominant. He was laying some good in ground and pound. If he would have got to the fight to the ground more, I think there could have been a finish. Absolutely. Fairzeum is tall, lanky. Defended takedowns well, defended the clinch well, but Don fought the way Don needed. He needed to get a win. The only the only thing that's important is he's two and zero. Was he going to win fight of the night? No, of course not. I mean, he wasn't. But I thought he fought a smart, tactical fight. Now I won a lot of money on Don Madge. Yes, because I put a lot of money on him. 
I also love the guy because he came on the podcast and he seems like the nicest guy in the world. He's retweeted me a few times. A joy to talk to, right? Three, I think he's way more talented than what he showed. I think that was a weird matchup for him on short notice with an injury, with fighting and fucking an oven. So there's a lot of things layered to it. And I think he fought smart. He took the fight to where he thought he had the most advantage, and he did. Took him a while to get him there, but he landed two takedowns, landed some serious ground and pound. I wish he would have got those takedowns earlier, obviously, landed more ground and pound, worked his ground game because I think he does have good good submissions. I think Zium has been prone to give his back up and can get submitted, but this guy's good. This guy's a good kickboxer. You know, I mean, what do you want? I mean, Don Madge said, after I hurt my hand, I couldn't open up like I wanted to, so I had to take the fight to the ground. I don't. Have, I have no problem with it, right? A lot of people online were taking shots at my guy Don. Now, listen, I, he's one of my guys, and if he if he rang the bat phone, if he said, "Hey, I'm gonna need you to fucking check all these guys that uh, that these nobodies, these 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 journalists or media members or fans or whatever that are talking shit about me, I'm gonna need you to check them for me on Twitter because I don't I don't go after people on Twitter all that much. I think it's a little tacky. I mean, if you come at me, I'll come at you. Or if you say something completely ridiculous, I'll definitely comment on it. But um, if Don rang the bat phone, you're getting my wrath. I'll go back weeks. If you, I'll search Don Madge. If you have one, if you have two followers, and you had one bad thing to say about the guy, you're getting my wrath. Right? That's how much I love this guy. I thought he fought a, fought a uh, smart fight. That's the. Only, I mean, listen, it's wins and losses in this game, right? We're gonna forget about this fight. He's gonna come out next fight. Whoever he gets and knock somebody out and then we'll forget about this fight israel adesanya had an ugly fight right marvin Vittori fight where he won by split decision that was an ugly fight his ufc debut against rob wilkerson he won by the by stoppage but it wasn't like a barn burner right you know let don madge grow this is his second fight in ufc one was almost a year ago in october so then he followed up this one i want him a little active hopefully the injury is not too serious i've seen pictures of it looks a little swollen um but uh hopefully he can come back spring of next year, April, maybe, right? And uh, we'll get him in America as well. I don't know. Did he fight in America the first? Yeah, he fought in America. Well, was that? I think that was in, yeah, he fought in Canada. He's never fought in America yet. Let's get him in America, fight him in America, maybe close to Cincinnati. That way I can go and uh, support. So Devin and I were both on Don Madge. <clears throat> Lock that one up. That was my lock of the night as well. So I got an extra point for that. I would have got another extra point if he finished. He did not. I predicted to finish. He did not finish. But this game's about wins and losses, boys. Next up, Zach Cummings versus Amari Akhtamedov. Nah, fucking nah. I might as well be a Russian. Um, Amari looked good, right? I thought he was going to gas a little bit. I picked Amari. Devin picked Zach Cummings. I got this fight right. Amari was a slight favorite. Uh, Zach Cummings looks good at 85. I think his cardio does. His body looks really weird. He looks really fat. He looks like he's like a heavyweight. It's weird. His body's really weird. I can't believe the guy made 170. Just his body type and his body frame, whatever, it makes him look a little fat. Um, Amari's tough, dude. Like, you know, Zach Cummings is tough as well. They both stood up a little bit. It went to the ground. Amari never in doubt had this fight won. Um, I think Zach Cummings maybe could have had a shot if he was a little more active. That's kind of his game, though. He likes to stay back. He likes to um, he likes to be a counterpuncher. He likes to, you know, he's got big power. He likes guys to come forward. But he didn't really seem to pull the trigger in this one, and Amari took this. Uh, next up, you had Nordin Talib versus Muslim Salagov. Muslim, uh, Devin and I both had, I believe he closes as an underdog. I wish I would have bet this fight. Slept Nordin Talib. Slept him with a beautiful right hand. Nordin, I don't know how this guy makes 170. Giant, loaded with muscle, trains at a good camp, you know, has like French, 
like a French bad guy uh, facial hair, which I don't, I don't love. I don't know if he is French, but you know, fits the bill. Um, I know he's Canadian. I don't know if he's French Canadian, but um, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't love Nordine to leave. I should have bet this fight. I didn't. Uh, Muslim did close, and he was a plus one hundred underdog at the at the sports book when I was there. Devin and I both had Muslim. Beautiful right hand, right? He was patient. He, uh, you know, Nordine Tlaib didn't really get anything going, and, and then just a, a brutal right hand. I mean, he was out before he hit the canvas. I mean, slept. Uh, good performance by Muslim. I want to see him a little more active. Next up, you have Bilal Muhammad versus Takata Sato. Uh, Bilal won this fight, dominating fashion. Got a submission win over Sato. I like Sato. I had him underlined here. I liked him at the number. I thought he was a good striker. He's bigger than I thought, but Bilal came out, you know, motivated. You know, he's he's a Muslim himself. He fought in front of primarily Muslim people. It was a big deal for him to go over there and fight, and 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 he got the win. He looked great. He didn't really have to take any damage. Didn't stand up too much. Uses grappling. Uses wrestling, and uh, got a submission finish, which I think it's his. First submission finish in UFC, and maybe first one in a long time. Rear naked choke over Sato. You know, good for Bilal Muhammad. Not a huge Bilal Muhammad guy. I think he's, uh, a lot of people are talking about, oh, this guy's unappreciated. This guy's underrated. I, I, I think he's rated right where he needs to be. I would like to see him fight some stipper competition, and we'll see what he's got. But I think he where, he's where he needs to be. Next up, you got Timu Pakasan, Pakalan versus Ottoman Asatari. Uh, both Dev and I had Ottoman. He's a huge favorite. Brutal knockout. Timu now is second brutal knockout in a row. It was scary. He was twitching on the canvas. Big right hand. Ottoman looked good. He looked small in there. He looked, I thought he was a little bigger on some of the tape I watched. Looked a little small in there. Timu was obviously the bigger guy. Um, you know, this is going to be a test for him at 155 because maybe he's not. He just looked a little thin. I thought he was a little more beefier than he was. A little wild, um, not the cleanest striking, but obviously big power. I think he's going to run into some problems at 155 if guys really, really wrestle him. I think that's where he's going to come in a problem, but he's got big power. Clearly knockout of the night. Not sure if he got the bonus. He should have. Uh, I mean, Timo maybe needs to look into a different profession because two straight knockouts like that's brutal to come back from. And he, no defense, right? You got knocked out last time, took a little bit mitt. Okay, I'm going to come back. I'm going to, you know, no defense. Was just letting his head hang out there. Took some big shots before the one behind the ear got him. But man, I mean, great on the ground. You know, good submission guy. All his wins are by submission. But shit, man. I mean, Ottoman just fucking destroyed him. Uh, next up, Sarah Marais versus Liliano Jojua. This fight killed me. Jojua, um, I think she's kind of hot, right? Uh, is she, what is she from? Is she Jordanian? From Georgia, um, I believe that's it. She was the favorite over Sarah Marais. Marais is five and five. Listen, this is a bowl of spaghetti fight. We, I threw up on the board. I took the favorite like an idiot. Should have took Marais. Marais has fought way better competition. Joju is an unknown, making a UFC debut, um, and just looked like she shouldn't have been there. Looked like I mean, Dominic Cruz, who I don't like to give a ton of credit to, said she looked like a, a deer frozen in the headlights, and she did. Uh, Marais isn't known for her striking, but she outstruck her. Marais is more known for her ground pressure, finishing on the ground, submissions, and that's what she did to Jojua. Uh, Devin and I both got that fight wrong. Next up, Zubara Turkalov versus Lauren Murphy. Uh, and in a draw, Devin had uh, Zuba, and I had Lerone. So this was a big swing fight for both of us. Um, ended in a, a majority draw. I kind of agree with the decision. Zuba, I mean, Zuba looked like he was going to die at the end of the fight. He was... I mean, couldn't even stand up. He was so sweaty. It was, it was, it was wild. Like Lerone looked really good. UFC debut, eight no. Uh, his striking looked good. His takedown defense obviously needs work, but he looked really good getting back to his feet. Zuba, good striker. Um, 
okay on the ground. He, he, he's not a Khabib. He's not a Islam. He doesn't ha- possess those kind of skills, but his striking is pretty clean. But he has a little bit of a chin issue, I think. I think he can get tagged. I think he can get hurt in activity for a while. I know you got suspended or whatever because of the Connor stuff, but needs to be a little more active. We want to get his name out there. I think he's talented, but uh, Larone stole this from me. Larone looked great. I couldn't even make an argument. He won the fight. When Zuba did get the fight to the ground, he did nothing. Larone was way more active. He did not gas at all. There's a high pace fight. His stand-up looked good. His, his wrestling obviously needs a lot of work, and his submission defense looked pretty good too. Um, if he becomes a killer on stopping the takedown, he's going to be a tough matchup. He's long. He has good boxing. He has good kicks. Great cardio. In that heat, he you know didn't gas at all. Um, I, I'm okay with the draw. I would obviously lean towards Larone because I picked him. Um, I did have money on. I had no. Did I have money on him? I don't know if I made that money bet. I, I, I went over my bets, but I might have threw him in a parlay that I lost as well. I ripped up the bad tickets, um, so obviously I didn't win win money on him. I did have him picked though on the official card. But yeah, Devin and I split that fight. Next up, you know, on the main card here, Joanne Collarwood versus Andrea Lee. Both Devin and I, Andrea Lee. She was a huge favorite over Joe. Uh, listen, I love Joanne. She's so cute. Her little mousy voice. Heard her on Ariel yesterday. Really close fight. Um, I would lean. I don't know. This was, listen, this is far from a robbery. By no means would I be like, oh, you need to appeal that. Or you need, you know what I mean? It, it, it was a close fight. Both women gave it their all. Joanne, really good, really came out aggressive, looked super tough. Um, I thought Andrew Lee might have wrestled a little more. She did get Joe to the ground, but she also gave us some takedowns herself. She completely gassed as well. She was done at that third round. Stand-up was pretty even. I thought Joe was the more aggressor, but I thought they both kind of landed good shots. Um, not super surprised by the decision, but um, yeah, it was a split decision for Joe. A lot of people, like Kenny Florian today on the podcast, and a couple other people thought Andrew Lee might have won. Either way, I don't think it's it, it's going to be a, a point of contention. I don't think like anybody's going to call Robert either way. It was a very, very close fight, very competitive fight. Uh, Joanne wants to fight Valentina. Not many people are calling out Valentina. Uh, that's a scary fight for me for because Valentina, I think, is one of the best female fighters in the world, not named Amanda Nunes. She's extremely talented. So uh, that scares me a little bit. I don't know if Joe's ready for that yet. Andrew Lee is a girl they're grooming to be at that 125 division. She's attractive. She's got a good story. She's exciting. Um, she wears cowboy hats. But, uh, uh, yeah, this is a good little setback for her. I think she needs to go back to a drawing board. I think she needs to work on her cardio a little more. Um, if, if you you know if the striking's not going your way, because she is primarily a striker, good kicker, if it's not going your way, maybe work on your, your wrestling and get it to the ground because I think – you're heavy on top. She's very heavy on top. I think getting it to the ground would really, really help her um, and keep it on the ground, right? Joanne Calderwood's not a fish out of water on the ground, but she's her primary strength is on the feet. Uh, entertaining fight. I loved it. I thought it was a really, really competitive, high-level women fight. And, you know, not to be sexist, but you don't get a ton of those all that often. So that was a really good fight. Uh, next up, Maribach Tusamov versus Diego Carlos Diego Ferra. People are calling him Carlos. I just, I've always called him Diego. If, if your name's Carlos, I apologize, but uh, I've always called you Diego. Um, this is a fight Devin and I split on. He put he picked Maribach. I picked um I picked Diego. I have him written down here as a plus two ten. I bet it on him at a plus two three five. I love when I pick an underdog ride. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's right, baby. Open the cash register. Do it. Um that's for my ASMR friends. Um but yeah, this was an impressive fight. Listen, I thought Diego was gonna win because Maribach hasn't fought in a while and he hasn't fought with the pressure that Diego brings. I knew Diego was going to come forward. I knew his hands were better than people expected. 
The only thing that scared me was he was going to come forward a little reckless because Mayerback has a good right hand off his back foot. But Diego, really good head movement and just kept coming forward. The thing that surprised me was his cardio. Like Diego lives in Brazil. I know he trains in or lives in Texas, but I mean, he's from Brazil. That's on the goddamn equator. It's hot down there, right? It gets hot. He's used to the heat. It didn't bother him at all, right? He didn't look to slow down at all. His cardio was through the roof. Really impressed with his cardio. That surprised me the most. Not the way he won. I thought that's how he's going to win. I actually thought he would wear Mary back down and maybe take him down in the second round and really dominate. And the third round was kind of, kind of you know, first round I thought was going to be tough for Diego because Mary back is powerful. For, he, he won all three rounds. Diego looked fantastic. That's a player at 155. Merrick has a good record, good reputation. I know he hasn't fought in a while. A lot of people really don't know who he is, but uh, incredible fight for Merrick. I'm uh, excuse me for Diego. Look great. His cardio is insane. Um, I mean, his last loss was Dustin Poirier. I want to see this guy at 55. I want to see him against top competition. I mean, I love you know anybody out there, right? I mean, uh, off the top of my head, who should he? I mean, him and Jim Miller would be a really interesting fight. I mean, I know Jim Miller's not super top rank, but that's an interesting fight at 155. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot. I, 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 I'm thinking all the time in my head right now, Jim Miller is the first guy that popped in my head, but yeah, Diego's got a future, man. He's really does. He get to know the name. He's, uh, he's going to be an underdog in his next two fights, especially if he fights up in competition and he's a name to really look out for. All right. Next up you had, um, who we got here? We got Curtis blaze versus, uh, Shamil Akamarov. Fucking nailed it. Uh, listen, I, Devin and I both want Curtis blaze. Devin, this was Devin's lock of the night. So you got an extra point. However, he predicted decision, so he didn't get the extra point for that. He Curtis Blades finished. Looked unbelievable. I mean, when Curtis Blades gets you to the ground, he's so heavy on top and his elbows are so dangerous. I mean, he's he doesn't look like he's 251. I mean, he looks pretty trim at, at heavyweight, but he's 250-something pounds. He's a big boy, and he's strong, and he's really good in that position. Uh, stand-up needs to come a long way, though, in my opinion. I think he's still a little too scared to stand up. I think... Stand up is the most important thing for a wrestler to learn besides submissions because you got to be comfortable standing up and laying your own shit to get the fight to the ground because the more you open up and the more you land, the more the takedowns will be there. Obviously, working on your, your striking is going to open your whole game up and as, as well as anything else. But uh, he's a little bit away from that. I think that's what his biggest problem with uh, fighting Francis is, is, is he's going to run into that problem every time. But... Uh, as long as he can avoid Francis, I think this dude could fight for a title soon. I mean, I, he called out JDS. I think it's a great fight. Um, I would love to see that fight. Uh, I think this guy's like right there. Devin and I both talked to him on the podcast. Um, he kind of blew it. He should have talked some shit. He should have really had a name on the tip of his tongue. He kind of had a little bit of an ego. I could have done that for five rounds. He doesn't bother me. I don't give a fuck. I'll come over here, blah, blah. I like that. I like the bravado. I know it was right after the fight. So you're, you're hot. You just got a big finish. Good for you. Um, I know he hates Justin Willis. Uh, he already beat Justin Willis, but I know he's got a little bit of shit talking in him online, at least. Uh, another Derek, a Derek Lewis fight would be interesting. I know Derek Lewis is matched up, but a lot to be said about Curtis Blades. He's going to be a big favorite in a lot of his upcoming fights. Um, as long as he gets that fight to the ground with anybody, he's tough. He's tough to fucking deal with Curtis Blades. Um, yep. So we both were on that. <clears throat> Next up, Islam Makachev versus Davi Ramos. Devin and I both were on Islam. Devin was a little confused. A lot of people picked Davi at a plus 270. I didn't like this matchup for him. It wasn't a good matchup for Islam either, but I thought Islam's Sambo and positioning would be without do Hamos's jiu-jitsu. And a lot of the times, two good grapplers, they end up standing up. Kind of a boring fight. I, I think I tweeted out this fight stinks. Um, it does. It did. Islam finally opened up in the third round, dropped him, almost finished him. 
Then finally went to the ground with them after Davi was tired. Davi doesn't have the best cardio. Overall, decent performance by Islam. Um, wasn't his greatest performance. Wasn't my favorite fight. Obviously, I, I, I tweeted this fight stinks. Again, I said that. Um, but, you know, this guy's, I mean, I think they know within the inner circle, Khabib's probably done sooner than later. And Islam's going to be the next guy at 55. Islam, however, I don't think is anywhere near as good as Khabib. I think he's got a decent left hand. I don't think he moves like Khabib. His, he's very strong. His cardio is good. His, his positioning on the ground is really good. But he's been knocked out before. I think that's in the back of his mind. I think his stand-up isn't as good as Khabib's. He's got a long way to go. Um, not really sure how old he is, but yeah, he he's getting groomed to be the next Khabib. I was very confident in this pick. Um, he was a huge favorite for a reason. I, I just I thought it was a bad matchup for both guys. And when that happens, I'm going to lean towards the guy who's a little more well-rounded and and better. And that's uh, that's Islam. Uh, next up, co-main event, Paul Felder versus Edson Barboza. Uh, Devin had the underdog in Felder. He's still got an extra point there. I had Barboza. This is a fight that a lot of people are talking about as maybe a robbery. A lot of people thought Barboza won one and two. And uh, Felder clearly won three. I had it. I picked Barboza. He was in my parlay that had already lost at this point. Um I thought he won the first round because he cut Paul Felder up, even with even though it was a headbutt. Um, I thought I thought Edson won round one. Round two was about as close as it gets. I'd have to rewatch it to really give an opinion on it, but it's as close as it gets. You know, round three clearly Felder, right? Um, so it's really depending on the round two. I knew beforehand that they were going to give it to Paul, right? I knew he was going to win the decision. Edson. Was very surprised. He was. He's going to appeal it. I just read that he's appealing the loss, but it was a competitive fight. Edson I didn't kick as much as I thought. He ripped the body pretty well. I thought um, maybe he should have went to the calf kicks a little bit. Paul was checking pretty well. Felder was loading up with every big shot. You know, Edson has been knocked out, so Paul thought I could. You know, I could knock him out. I think Paul should have grappled a little more. I think he should have mixed up a little more. I know when you're, you got two strikers in there and Paul prides himself on being a very good tie boxer. Uh, when you get in there, you know, competitive, it's, it's better. That's your bread and butter, right? So you want to go against a guy with the bread and butter, but like my guy, Don Madge, you know, he's a Muay Thai champion as well. His bread and butter is stand up, but he's like, you know what? This guy's a kickboxing. I'm going to fucking take him to the ground. It all comes back to Don Madge. You see what I'm doing there? But uh, no, I thought it was a very, very close fight. Again, I have to watch round two again. Um, not, I'm not, I'm not calling Kangaroo Court here. I'm not, uh, I'm not screaming to the rafters on uh, Edson losing this fight. I don't think it was that unjust. If it was unjust at all, um, I thought Felder looked better than he did in the first one. Um, and I'm happy for Paul Felder. I like Paul Felder as an announcer. I like him as a fighter. He's not one of my guys, but he is a guy I root for. So hopefully he and, and Edson's fought everybody, right? Edson has fought everybody. We know how he stacks up with everybody. The the blueprint to beat Edson's out there. Paul Felder hasn't really had those opportunities yet. So I think it's good that Paul Felder won. Hopefully he gets a push into that top five, top ten. I'm not sure if he was ranked in this. Maybe he was, maybe he was top fifteen uh, when he came in. But I would like to see him fight. I know he gets hurt almost every single goddamn fight, but I would like to see him fight more often, more active, and in, in fighting top competition. Uh, you know, him and Islam. Islam called out the co-main event. That'd be a really interesting fight. Paul Futter's decent on the ground. He's big. Um, I would really like to see what he would do with Islam. Okay, main event time. I got to take a drink on parts. I've been gabbing for 31 minutes now, boys. Got to get a drink on. Nice ice, ice cold beer. Not really, it's water. Um, all right, so the main event. 
Um, kind of how I listen. It went. It went how I thought. I predicted that Khabib. Both Devin and I had Khabib in this fight. Dustin Poirier was getting pushed by a lot of people. A buddy of mine I work with gave me twenty dollars to put on Dustin. Um, it, at that line, Dustin Poirier can beat anybody, right? I mean, it, it, it wasn't at 300 plus 300. It, it's not a dumb bet at all. It's clearly not. But I just thought Khabib was, Dustin's never fought anybody like Khabib, right? All his big wins have been against other strikers, against guys that are like him. And he's really good at beating guys like that. He's just, that's what he's good at. He's really good at beating other strikers. He's tough as they come. He has cardio for days. Um, He has cardio for days, and he can take it on the feet. When you get him in the grappling exchanges, that's when things kind of wear down on him. Now, I know this was forever ago. But he lost to Danny Castillo at 155 in the WEC after that fight dropped down to 145. Realized these guys are too big for me, right? At 145, weight cut killed him after years at 145, went back up to 55. Dustin hasn't fought a mauler like Khabib. Now, the problem I have with this fight, and I don't really have a problem with this fight. I thought it was a very entertaining fight. Um, a lot of people, Ray Longo said today, he expected more from Dustin Poirier, and I think that's what I felt. I felt a little empty after the fight. I was a little surprised because Dustin Poirier has been in some wars. He's fought some of the best, the who's who. He's came back against guys like Gaethje. He's came back against, you know, I know he wasn't really losing in the Alvarez fight, but his two fights with Alvarez, he came back after all that. And um, to see him kind of dejected, right? So after round one, right, Khabib did round one like Khabib does. Goes back to the corner. He looks at his cornerman. He, he's, you know, listening to him, and he's, he's going, yeah, I couldn't explode there. He obviously was working on that one switch, that switch against the cage where Khabib shut down entirely. Goes back after the second round and says, I can't get this fucking guy off me. That could have been the third round. I couldn't, can't fully remember, but that's when I'm like, after that, I'm like, okay, this guy, this guy's in trouble. This guy's in trouble. It was in between the second and third round. And Ray Longo said this today. Ray Longo and I think alike. We both have Long Island blood. It has to be it. But, um, uh, I just, when he looked at the corner and said, I can't get this fucking guy off me, I was like, oh no. Because, you know, he's a little dejected now, right? He's a little, I don't know. He landed one good punch. I didn't really rock Khabib. It hit Khabib clean. Khabib circled, and then Dustin got really wild, really flat-footed. I thought he broke his foot on one of those kicks where he fell. I thought his foot was hurt. Um, I, I, don't, I haven't heard anything. I don't know if that's the case or not, but he seemed really flat footed as he's sitting there throwing punches. Kenny Florian brought up a good point today on the, uh, Anna Florian podcast. If, if you're going to be Khabib, you can't be going back the whole time, right? Khabib wants you in the cage and Dustin just kept going back. His corner's like, don't go back. Don't go back. He kept going back. That's the nature of the beast. Khabib can cut the ring off on you. Dustin looked a little gun shy in there. And uh, I would never accuse Dustin Poirier of quitting. I'm not going to use those words. I like Dustin Poirier. He's a champion. But after that, in between second and third round, where he's like, I can't get this fucking guy off me. He looked very upset. He goes in that third round, gives everything he's got on that guillotine, right? And almost fucking had it. That was tight. That was a tight guillotine. Um, Blew himself out. And then like a minute later, got choked out, right? I'm not saying he gave the choke up. I'm saying he was exhausted from the choke, from him, his choke and just the fact that he kind of wanted the nightmare to be over. Like, this guy's beating me every fucking inch of this place. Um, 
I yeah, I, I mean, I agree with Ray Longer. I expect a little more out of Poirier. I thought it'd be a little bit more of a competitive fight. A lot of people push that way. I remember uh Brendan Schaub, the holy great Brendan Schaub, the, the mind of Brendan Schaub predict Poirier to win, I think. Um again, I don't mind these picks, but if you really look at it, Poirier doesn't have he has a better resume than Khabib, but he's never fought anyone like Khabib. Um, I think that's his big thing. I mean, let's look at his last few fights, right? I got his record pulled up. Max Holloway, nothing like Khabib. He beat Max Holloway, but Max is an outside, long-rangey fighter. And, uh, you know, that's that's Poirier's bread and butter. His boxing's really good. His angles are good. And he's got good power, and he wears on you. Uh, Eddie Alvarez, same thing. Eddie Alvarez, I mean, he can grapple. I mean, Eddie Alvarez is definitely not one-dimensional, but he's primarily a short, stocky uh, boxer, right? And he leaves himself open. Poirier, obviously, was getting hit a couple times in the Alvarez fight, both fights. Um, and then he countered with a beautiful left hand and, and he hurt Alvarez. And that's how he wins that fight. Justin Gaethje, same thing. Justin Gaethje, a, another guy that can wrestle, but he doesn't. Pretty wild. Justin Gaethje was winning almost every minute of that fight and then just got caught, got tired, and got put away. Uh, Anthony Pettis, a complete different style than Khabib. Really good striking, really unorthodox. Poirier fucking put it on him um, um, and hurt his, hurt his ribs, but was winning the entire fight. Uh, you know, then we got the no contest with Eddie Alvarez. Jim Miller, he won a decision majority. That was kind of a sloppy fight for uh, for um, Dustin Poirier. That was coming off as Michael Johnson loss. But again, Jim Miller's not like Khabib. He's really good on the ground, but he's not going to grind you like that. All these guys he's fought, are none of them are like Khabib. Um, no one is, right? But he's never fought like a true fucking wrestler. A guy is going to shoot and just keep reshooting. Um and and I think that's what Con, Connor kind of made a point of was like I, I would I would I would take a fight. I mean he called out Khabib for for Moscow, but he's like I'll take a fight, but I like to fight someone similar to Khabib's style so I can get ready for him. I don't see anything wrong with that. Obviously, if you get a title shot, you're Dustin Poirier, you're gonna take it. You're not gonna be like, hang on, let me go fight a fucking bear, and then I'll fight Khabib. You know, because that's basically the same thing. But um, enough of Poirier. Khabib looked great, right? Um, you know, he did Khabib stuff, right? He His stand-up, I've heard a lot of good things about his stand-up. Obviously, he's not going to try it at the atmosphere. His dad was in the corner. He's in Abu Dhabi. He's the biggest fan favorite there. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about his stand-up in this camp. Didn't really get to show it too much. However, you know, he, he looked dominant on the ground. He looked, you know, looked fierce. He looked strong. He didn't take a round off. He didn't take a minute off. He looked in really, really good shape. So, um, you know, there's not much more to say about Khabib. Um, people are asking me, people are picking my brain. They're like, Hey, Brian, you were a almost amateur MMA fighter and you've been in this sport for, <clears throat> was it now? How old am I? You've been in the sport for, uh, 18 years or you've been watching the sport for 18 years. How do you beat a guy like Khabib? Well, great question. First off, great question for that question. Um, it was written by anonymous. So I'll have to find out who wrote that. But the way to beat Khabib is this is going to sound crazy, but you got to kick the legs. You got to move forward and you got to kick the legs. Well, if you kick the legs, won't he just shoot on your legs? Yeah, but he doesn't catch kicks well. He'll shoot regardless. And he'll shoot and then he'll put you against a cage. He doesn't really like being in the middle in the middle of that octagon. He wants to be on the cage taking down Raija. He does the same three moves that no one can stop because he uses his arms and his fucking legs like arms. He's super strong and he doesn't quit. He can do that all fucking night cuz that's all he does in training. You got to wear out those legs, right? You can wear the arms. You can throw head kicks and, and, and kick away his arms, but you got to kick the legs. You got to start denting those legs up. And Edson Barboza tried to do it, Edson, but Khabib stalked him. Khabib would not give him a minute. 
So you got to be, and you can't go back, back and straight up, right? There's no easy answer for this. But the way I would approach a Khabib fight is I would come forward, I would throw kicks, and every time he came forward, circle out, throw kicks, get my, never put my back on that fucking cage. If he's coming at me, I'm coming at him. We'll meet in the fucking middle, right? Um, most people, Khabib has fought. Most people, most of these fighters have better stand up than Khabib, but Khabib's pressure, right? And he moves really good circling against the cage and is shot so fast. He'll shoot a double, switch to a single. He'll get that double underhook and kind of ride you on the side against the cage. That's like his favorite move. Knee your legs, punch your head. Um, once he gets to the ground, he's devastating on the ground. You got to get back up. That's why a guy like Tony Ferguson's interesting. Tony Ferguson's really good on the ground. He's good at off his back. Like he has no takedown offense because he wants guys to take him down. He's never going to get tired, Tony Ferguson. He'll never get tired. He'll never quit. He's crazy. He hits really hard. His leg kicks aren't anything great, but if he starts throwing jabs like Khabib, you've seen what Tony Ferguson's fucking jabs can do. Tony Ferguson's a really good option. If, if, you had, if I had to put money on it right now, I would pick uh, Khabib over Tony Ferguson, but that fight has to happen. Has to happen. But if you're going to be Khabib, you got to be coming forward. You got to be circling. You can't get against the cage and you got to kick his legs because he uses his legs on the ground like fucking arms. Kick those fucking legs up so they're a little weakened. Slow him down a little bit. He moves really well. A lot of people don't talk about this. He's really moves really, really well. He's got a super fast shot. He's got really good quick twitch muscle. He's hard to hit. Kick those legs up. Poirier threw a couple leg kicks, laying it, but Poirier is not like a great kicker. Edson tried to land on some good leg kicks, but poor or Khabib was in his fucking face. Um, that's I, that, that's how you're going to beat him. That's the only way I can see it happening. Um, Tony Ferguson has good leg kicks, but Tony Ferguson is a fucking wild card. You don't know what that guy's going to do or say. So obviously I like that. I mean, I really like, I know he's one of my guys he's fighting this weekend, but Justin Gaethje versus Khabib is an interesting fight to me. Justin Gaethje has good wrestling. He's really good in the scrambles, has great leg kicks, big power, is aggressive. I'm not saying Justin Gaethje could beat Khabib, but I'm really interested in that fucking fight. I am very interested in that fight. If Gaethje beats Cerrone, he'll probably get Connor because Tony and Khabib have to fight. It fucking has to happen. Winner of Tony Ferguson, Connor Gaethje gets Khabib. That's how it should be. Boom. I just did your fucking job, UFC, for free. You can write me a check. You can Venmo me, cash out, whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, so that was UFC 242. Great, great event. I love the middle of the day events. It was awesome. Um, one little thing before we get off, Khabib, is um, Brian Ortega sent a tweet out. Devin brought this to my attention. I didn't see it. I went back and read it. Essentially, he's saying, and, and not such a, you know, uh, he's not like bragging or, or kind of, you know, you know, you know, whatever. I, why, why, words are hard today. Words are hard. He's not bragging about it, but he said, listen, if I was the guy that had that guillotine on Khabib, like Poirier did, I'd finish it. I'm okay with that statement. What I'm not okay with is, I mean, I like Ortega, but you haven't fought in like a year. The last time we saw you fight, you got embarrassed by Max Holloway. And there's no real shame in that. Max Holloway outclassed you. Max Holloway is one of the best if not the best 145-pounders in the world. But you haven't won a fight since then. We haven't really seen you since then. I know you're going to Mexico in October, November, whatever it is. You're, you haven't announced an opponent yet. You're going to fight down there. Um, but kind of a weird move to say, right? Like, yeah, oh, cool. yeah, but like maybe Khabib would never even let you get his fucking neck. You don't know, right? I don't know. It was a weird flex. That's what I was trying to say, as the kids say. It was a weird flex by Ortega to say that. 
I kind of like it because he's kind of still getting his name out there. But it's like, also, bro, win another fight, right? You got propelled to the title shot because you're good looking and you're finisher. No problem with that. You're the right guy for the time. Max Holloway stomps you. You, you needed some time off to get your face all dented up. I'm fine with that. You're young. You know, you, you know, save your health. But then you, you, you go and make a comment like this against the pound for pound best. I don't care what anybody says. Khabib's number one now. Who's better than that guy? Who does that to people? He's fighting the best of the best. He's the best. He's number one pound for pound. Kind of a weird flex. And you're not even in his weight class. You're 145. Now you're 155. Go back to banging Holly Berry and giving her private jujitsu lessons with your dick in her mouth and leave and win a fight at 45 before we start doing this. Okay. All right. I don't like this. I don't like it. You know? Okay. So <clears throat> that was 40 UFC 42. Kind of said all I need to say about that. Parlay suck. I'm never doing them again. Fuck gambling. I'm back. Um, I watched, uh, I watched Ariel show yesterday painstakingly. I watched it. Had a lot of nobodies on, a lot of weird stuff. Um, I fell asleep. I napped. My daughter was napping on me with her iPad, so I fell asleep because it was it was the greatest thing ever. But Colby went on and uh, took shots at everybody. Right. So basically, it, it, you know, the big news is is Jorge Masvidal. We'll, we'll end on this because this is going to take some time. I don't want to keep you guys too long. What are we running out here, boys? Forty five minutes. Okay, so we'll end on we'll end on this final note. These all three things. Well, John Jones teased the fight. We'll end on this. Jo- or not end on this. We'll get this out of the way. John Jones teased the fight. I'm assuming he's fighting December. Jan Blachowicz is probably the guy he's fighting, right? Um, big who cares? No one cares, right? He tweeted out, I got exciting fight news for you guys. Stay tuned, blah, blah, You're fighting Jan Blachowicz, who just got knocked out two fights ago by the guy you just beat. Who cares, right? Who cares? All right, so the big news was Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz Got signed to fight MSG. They're headlining MSG for the BMF belt. That's the bad motherfucker belt. Ariel Hawani kind of was like, I don't know. They should make it. The UFC should make it. It's not cool. First off, Ariel, the last thing you need to be doing is lecturing people on what's cool. You're a dork. You're awkward. You're not cool, bro. Okay? It's not wrestling. He kept referencing wrestling. It's not wrestling. Let the fucking UFC make it. And let those guys have it for the rest of their lives. Because listen, these two are a rare breed in this sport. They're both as real as it fucking gets, right? They're both fucking who they are. They're both very violent. They should have fought forever ago. They've both been around forever. They're both really hot right now. Let these guys fight. Main event, Madison Square Garden with no title line besides this one that they made up. That's cool. Who gives a shit if the UFC makes it or if you make it? It's cool. Fucking Ariel Hawani. So anyway, that's the big news. Now, a lot of, and I love the fight, right? A lot of people are like, well, why am I getting excited for this fight? It's an exciting fight. Go fuck yourself. Um, I like how they're, because they always said, well, we got to headline pay-per-views with, with title fights. No, you don't. When you got two stars like this, no, you don't. So what I like about this fight is everything. Secondly, a lot of rumors, and I think I even announced on here that my guy, Kamar Usman, was fighting Colby Covington. Uh, Dana White kind of shook his head at China saying, yeah, we'll get the deal done. So apparently what happened to Colby, Colby went on Ariel's show and said that UFC offered him a deal and said, take it or leave it. There was no negotiating. There was no, well, let me counter. It's yes or no. So he said no, because Colby thinks he's in a position to do that, which he might be. Kamar, they, then they, then they go to Jorge Masada and they said, Jorge, 
Colby turned it down. Do you want to fight Kamar Usman, MSG, for the title? And Jorge Masvidal said, well, make the numbers right. So they did. And he said, yeah, I would, I would generally like a little more time. Like December would be more perfect. But I'm not going to say no. So then they go out and they send it to Kamaru, who I think was still in Abu Dhabi. And reports are, don't know how true this is, allegedly him and his manager, Ali Abba Disease, aren't really seeing eye to eye right now. So there was a lack of communication. It took forever for Kamaru to get back. By that time, the UFC had reached out to Nate and said, hey, we might have a fight for you at MSG against Jorge Masvidal, main event, five rounds. Here's the numbers. We'll make it right for you. Nate said yes. They go back to Jorge and said, hey, couldn't get a hold of Kamaru. What about Nate Diaz for these numbers? And he went, yeah. And they're like, okay, cool, main event. Then eventually Kamaru got back to him and was like, I accept. And at that point, it was already over. Now, I haven't heard Kamaru's side of this. There was apparently threatened to strip him of the title, according to Errol Hawani. There's all these threats. I haven't heard Kamaru's side. Um, I'm interested in the hero side, actually. I, I don't know what it would be. Um, Colby and him need to fight, hopefully in December. Colby is kind of that heel star right now. I think the UFC should recognize that. And again, it feels like I'm defending Colby a lot. I'm not. I don't like his stick. I don't like his character. I don't like what he's doing. He's making enemies of everybody. Dustin Poirier wants to fight him. Jorge Masada, I'll call him a bitch. I mean, they were friends. Now they want to fight. Uh, they all train together. Like, someone's going to get beat up at AT&T, and there's got to be video of it. Um, he's making enemies wherever he goes. But I think he does push a little numbers. People do want to see him get beat up. Him and Kamara got a lot of heat. That's the fight that needs to happen. I wouldn't mind if Colby couldn't fight because of an injury and they, they put in Jorge. That makes sense. But Colby's ready. Kamara's ready. They didn't let Colby negotiate, and I guess Colby thinks his number should be higher, which is fine, but he also views himself as a champion because he carry, carry, carries around that belt. I say carries around four times in a row. Uh, he carries around that belt, which isn't real. They stripped you of the interim title, so you're doing like a bit, and I'm not sure if they lowballed him or not. He kind of said, listen, th- they didn't let me counter, so I said no. Um, I get it. To a point, but at some point too, you want to fight Kamar Usman and you think you're going to be Kamar Usman and be the undisputed champion. When you do that, and if you're that confident in that, then take the fight and do it and become champion. Then you get champion money. There's no debate. There's no doubting that you make everyone knows you make more money as a champion. You're kind of a fake champion right now, and you try to negotiate. They said no. I think there was obviously a timeline because they're going to be selling tickets soon, so they needed to make an announcement. I think they landed on the right decision. I think Jorge versus Nate is a great main event. I love the BMF title thing. I think it's awesome. I think it's going to be an interesting fight. I don't know who's going to be favored. I don't know who's going to fucking win. I know I'm going to place a bet on it. And I don't know who I'm going to pick right now. I'm leaning towards Nate because I always doubt him. And I think, I just don't know how he beats Jorge though. How does he get it to the ground? You know, because Jorge's got really good wrestling. But, you know, he's, Nate's got that fucking cardio. Ah, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird time right now. 170 is my favorite weight class right now to pay attention to. And it's a weird time. I mean, Colby, I think he's gonna get kicked out of ATT. I mean, how could he train there? I know ATT, they have different days, people come and go. I believe fighters are allowed bringing in certain coaches now, so it's not like all one way. I do believe they are they are managed, but like right, don't they all get managed by the same person? I could be wrong on that. I thought they all got kind of managed by the same person. I thought that's how it used to be at least because a lot of fighters were leaving AT&T because 
the managing fee that you had to go along with it if you train there was a little too high. I'm not sure how it works, but uh, very interesting. Very interesting to see what happens here. I mean, I want Colby and Usman to fight. Usman's my guy. I love him. I think he's great. Uh, I haven't really seen him say anything. He's kind of keeping quiet. Not really sure what that's at a, what's that about, but um, that fight needs to happen in December. Uh, co-headliner, headline, John Jones fight. John Jones, Jan Blachowicz should not be a main event. If Colby and Usman are on that, on that card and they're the co-main event, I'm going to riot because I don't care about John Jones and Jan Blachowicz. I don't care about it. I don't care. All right. I got to get out of here. That's my show. The iPhone. I'm a dork. I'm an Apple dork. The, uh, they're having the uh, presentation. Today. They're releasing the new, or not releasing, but they're debuting the new MacBook. Hey. And they're doing the new iPhone, which, again, I'm a fucking sucker, and I'll go buy for $2 million. All right. So that's the show. I will have a video up maybe Thursday, like I did last week. I, I, I got some positive feedback on that i love that I, i'm trying to change some things up here i told you guys i'm gonna have a video with one pick like i did last week um and then friday i'm gonna have the pick them for uh ufc vancouver um pretty interesting card it's nothing really stands out for me you know obviously i love the main event but a lot of the a lot of the fights i don't know how i'm gonna shake out i'm gonna have to really unlock this brain power but um follow me on mma takes on twitter follow me on mma takes podcast on instagram download subscribe tell your friends tell your wives tell whoever uh, that's the show, boys. I'll talk to you in a couple days. You want to take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. Okay. He will rock you. He will roll you. Baby, don't you know? My heat will move your soul. All day, all night, you feel my heat. Feel, 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 feel my heat. I think we should repeat that again. Feel, 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 feel. Feel my heat. Feel my heat. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Let's lay it down. Nick? You want to lay it down? Are we rolling on the rehearsal?